Damn, I already got ice. I already finished my beer. Probably should have got another beer. Yeah. Hey, Murphy. If you see the guy, can you get him another? Or, he's not. He's he, not looking at you. He just is thinking about shirts. All he's just thinking about shirts. is fucking shirts. Just got cotton in your ears. Yeah. Shirts. Yeah, shirts. If you see the. Yeah, I'm guy, sorry. What, what did you want? Another shirt? I would like another beer if you're gonna give me. Could, you don't work here? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, <clears throat> are, uh, we, are we ready, gentlemen? Uh, we're ready whenever Janer tells us we're ready. I'll I think least, it was. I'll take a tie. I think with it was that. a tie. It's not a race. You said it because it was so close. It's not a race. It's never been a race. You know what? Stay over there, <laughs> because this is important right now. No, uh, no, nothing. This is important. We tied. That's, I'm going to take that. You tied. Uh, welcome to football and other f words live. And you've just been effed. That's not not yet. That's not yet. That was the that's 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 only four away. more hours that, to go. That's why. <laughs> uh, we are here at the Corner Pub downtown. Uh, it is draft day. Yes, it is. I can't believe it's here. It feels like the season just ended, but it also feels like it it hasn't been it hasn't been long enough. It's but like, it's like Nashville football Christmas. It is. It is. Uh, it's amazing downtown right now. Did yeah. you go? I, I walked through it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Like the NFL draft experience stuff, it's huge. Yeah, and the the stage is enormous. I took a picture from like looking from Fifth Avenue down towards the stage. It's pretty amazing. It's just kind of cool to see it all together. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm here with the traditional hooligans, and we got a special guest. We've got uh, Luke Warsham from A to Z. Hello. How's How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. 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 And of course, we've got Mr. Lebowski, Michael Gillum. How are you? I'm always a guest. He tied. I'm a guest on my own podcast. <laughs> well, really, this is Buck's podcast. We're all yeah. just, yeah. We're we're just all waiting for Buck. All the time. Uh, we got Zebo, Zach Lyons. I'm, I'm about as nervous as this as Marcus is of Drew Locke getting drafted. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Don't start already. Uh, and I got Mike Miracles, Mike Herndon. How are you? I am Drew Locke. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Uh, we have DJ EJ pushing all the buttons over there, making everything sound nice. So thank you to him. Uh, so let's start off with... And we got the live crowd. Yeah. yeah we have the Can live we crowd the, hear the live crowd pop. a little bit? Yeah. Woo! They're very excited. They're yeah. so much better than the <laughs> fake studio audience yeah. that we usually have. I don't know. I thought that audience was pretty good. No. <laughs> that's, no, I still don't think that's okay. I still don't think that's appropriate. It's just a bunch of turkeys. I think um, that's just the F-word pod crowd. Let's, what the F-word pod let's jump into a fun little conversation on uh, who would you put on the Mount Rushmore of Nashville sports figures? Let's start with, uh, let's start with Mike. All right, so... Um, we, we were doing the rules we were following are it's players, coaches, GMs, right? Right, and right. It's, and it's Nashville, not just pro sports. So, right. I, I did my picks were Pecorine, Jeff Fisher, David Poyle, Steve McNair. I, I feel like it, it's hard for me to pick a college person for this because it's just there's. A few different colleges, but none of the colleges here are really a huge deal sports-wise. I mean, no, no offense to Vanderbilt or uh-huh. Belmont basketball or anything like that, but it's just not a huge deal nationally. I mean, Jay Cutler, I just thought of this, should be on the Mount no, Rushmore. Well, on. I'll save it for get, mine. Hold on, yeah, I got to edit yeah, mine. Get out of here with your horrible takes. 
Uh, but Pecorine, David Poyle's interesting. Pecorine, best goalie in the history of the Preds. Probably the best Predator, almost certainly the best Predator ever. Should go into the Hockey Hall of Fame. David Poyle, I think, will be in the Hockey Hall of Fame at some point. Um, you know, the GM, from the beginning, he's shaped this team. He's, he's really been more influential than anybody in the Predators franchise, I think. Um, Jeff Fisher, the best coach in the Titans history. The best Twitter follow. And yes. the best... The best Twitter account going right now. Let's just be honest. Fish Fish kills it on social media. So um, I've got him and then uh, Steve McNair, um, the best Titan of all time. There it is. Ooh, that's a bold claim. Um, you think Steve McNair is the best Titan of all time? I think, okay, so I think he, he's the most impactful Titan okay. of all time. That'd be, yeah. He's the first, and he's special to me. He is. Um, let's let's hop over and let's start with uh, let's go to Luke now. Luke, who you got? Well, I, I appreciate that you left Eddie George off of your <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Yeah, because I'm of the opinion that he is one of the more overrated players. Well, definitely, I def- like it. Definitely oh, wow. in this city, but yeah. perhaps in the NFL. I mean, people immortalize him like he's this elite all-time running back, but the numbers just aren't there. Yeah. Every year, right, when the Hall of Fame discussion comes around, is Eddie George going to make it in this year? The answer is no. He's never going to make it in. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man. He is what? That's six, a good one. Is he 16th all-time in rushing yards? Something like that? Well, he's that's not that's I mean, not elite. You, he's you, up there. I mean, Jarvis Landry has 100-plus catches every year. Is yeah. he a Hall of yeah. Famer? I mean, yeah. right. But, but here's the thing about uh, the, the Mount Rushmore. You mentioned Pecorine. I, I'll take David Poyle. I'll take uh, Steve McNair. Mm-hmm. Um... I would be hard-pressed not to take Chris Johnson. And I know that's more recent, but it's hard to tell the story of the city of Nashville sports without that guy. Absolutely. Uh, Because of just how good he was when he was in his prime. Um, The thing with Pecorine that, that I have is this. I feel like every time that the Predators win... I look at Twitter and I see, oh my gosh, Pecorine is just the greatest player that has ever put on pads. And then every time the Predators lose, it's, oh, it's Soros time now. You know, we got to find a replacement. It's, it's time to move on. You know, I agree that Pecorine should be on the Mount Rushmore, but maybe he's like on the edge. Like, he's, he's, he's the one uh, facing to the side. Yes. George Washington. Okay. Yes. Over there yeah. So I think I'm at three. So or I, I yeah. Chris Johnson, McNair, David Poyle, and, and Pecorine. I'm not going Jay Cutler. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I'm desperate to hear this Jay Cutler take. Yeah, yeah, it goes out. I, mean, I mean, how could you not? Should I just start? <laughs> yes, yes, please. Okay. Yes. Okay, first off, it's Jeff Fisher, Pekka Rene, obviously, yeah. which we've all talked about those two. My, my third one's Taylor Luan. I'm going to put wow. Taylor Luan up there. Okay. He's the face of the all franchise. Right. I can he see that. is ushering us into the modern era of relevancy in football. Yeah. He deserves Excellent. to be up there. He is the go-to guy for all of the national media to get on the uh, on the airwaves. They don't go to anybody else but Taylor first. I mean, he's got his own show with Kay Adams on the red carpet tonight. I mean, this guy is Nashville. He is everywhere. Taylor Luan is on the M- Mount Rushmore. And I have to say... Jay Cutler's the other one. No. I, Jesus. <laughs> Jake. All right, make your, make your Well, first your off, case. he's the only guy from Nashville that has been drafted that high. Second off, have you watched his reality show? Was it Jalen Ramsey, the fourth is, overall pick? You mean very Jake Cutler? Cutty? We're, I mean, not, we're not putting we're, keeping up with Cavalieri or I whatever. don't see how you don't. That's we, part that of it. He would never have been on there if he was not a famous quarterback. That is not his show. That is his wife's show. Well, let me tell you something. It's his fucking show. 
it does, is his show. He does kind now, of steal I the show went sometimes. to uh, Cavalieri's, was it Charmin Charlie's? What's it called? Uh, Uncommon James. Uncommon James. I went to Uncommon James. Not a picture of Jay Cutler in there, and that's a travesty. I don't even know what Uncommon James is. Uh, Jay, so then there's, is there's the point. Is this that like a bed bath well, that, that, that just means that, that she, she is egomaniacal. Right there. All right. No. Jay Cutler, can't Jay Cutler is, the is on that Mount Rushmore. Jay Cutler can't even make the Mount Rushmore of his wife's shop. <laughs> well, it's only pictures of her. Well, I'm just saying. Very egomaniacal. Jay Cutler on there. I took off Barry Trotz. Only for the, the sake of pissing everybody off. But Barry Trotz, <laughs> I think, I don't think that David Poyle's big part of uh, what Nashville is today as a hockey team. But you wouldn't have never got here if Barry Trotz hadn't been a hockey hockey coach for this long. So I think kind of like Jeff Fisher, Barry Trotz, they outstayed their welcome a little bit when you look at the league. But I think Barry Trotz deserves to be on that Mount Rushmore. There is a hot chicken walking up the street right now. No, it's a very sad. <laughs> I saw this chicken earlier, and What's it's, up, it's very depressing. He looks defeated. He looks very defeated. The costume is slightly dirty, which is concerning. <laughs> and he's just walking by himself up like, the avenue, what happened like to you, no man? one in sight. Just, like, what happened down on Broadway that you just strolled away from it? Like, I'm done, man. He uh, got this, he got robbed. This chicken it's costume also was like a two o'clock. Idea. It's like you're already done at two. Like, he's been he's been down there drinking fireball since about. Well, I don't know morning. if he stays out there long enough, Zach. Will Probably put him on the Mount Rushmore <laughs> sports figures. Hey, endurance matters. <laughs> yeah, God. Jay Cutler hey, and his endurance. Would you please tell me what, what did what's it? Uncommon James? What yeah. this sounds like a coffee shop in East Nashville. <laughs> I mean, it's basically in the the Gulch area. It's uh, her shop, her fashion shop, which is just like oh five God. different things and then seven pictures of her. All like right. it's not even a it's not I, even I'm that. Gonna, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut unless she become like the next Google, and then it's our sponsor. Yeah. And I just. <laughs> Oh, Audio look at this. Audio's resurfaced. Hey, I'll be look at this. We got we got some party crashers right here. Yeah. <laughs> we got Austin and we got Zach over here. A to Z Sports. We're talking about the Mount Rushmore of Nashville sports figures. Uh, and he put Jay Cutler. I put Jay Cutler up there. He put Jay Cutler. So I mean, incorrect. He makes that show awesome. It, I mean, that, that's I a mean, great reality a, show. We're talking, he's, he on the the Mount, he's on the Mount Rushmore of Nashville-based reality TV shows. What yeah. he said. All right. Are, are, okay, yeah. so wait, let me let me say it. this. Uh, the real Mount Rushmore. Yeah. We just going to strip a face off and put up Taft because he got his ass stuck in a bathtub? <laughs> like, is that is our is our theory here that we're just putting people on a mountain because they were doing something significant like being on a TV show? How I did mean, he get up there? I All mean, right. come on. All right. Uncommon Gillum. Please tell us who's on your uh, Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Mine sucks. It's Fisher, Poyle, Pekka, and McNair. I want to go back to trashy Jay Cutler being up here on the mound again because it's just an awful 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 take i i mean because his vanderbilt's a, leading passer his wife's i mean got a store in the gulch called what unruly hair or something <laughs> that, that is it is unruly okay. hair it's wonderful i mean i'm just saying i mean look at how long he lasted in the nfl smoking jay cuddy you don't think that he's probably one of the mo- more he's, recognizable he's, faces of nashville all, i don't think anyone associates him with nashville though well, they do now this. because of his show. Maybe because of the show. But and he's from Vanderbilt. Yeah. He's yeah. all in on this. I don't think so. Respectfully so, disagree. What about, what about Skip Bayless, Vanderbilt alum? Oh, is, oh, is he from Vanderbilt? I, I cannot. Yeah. You know what? I, I don't I'm think actually, I even knew I'm that. I'm going to defend this just to, just to get in on the Jay Cutler thing. <laughs> Kyle Singler. As much as I can't stand Bayless. <laughs> no, I'm running for Shane Foster over here. Come on. All right. I, I want to change my list. Jay Cutler, Skip Bayless, Yancey Thickpin. 
I can't even get past Dan that. Dan Lange. Yes, you think Ben tricked me up. Dan Lange. Let's Dan, go. Dan Lange. <laughs> I don't even no. know who that is. Uh, Randall Godfrey. Or, former Vanderbilt. Randall, Randall yeah. Godfrey. Randall yes. Godfrey gets Randy, on there. Randy Moss. Jordan Titans Matthews. For, Dan, Titans player for Randy 47 Moss. minutes. Excellent. <laughs> so, uh, uh, well, who's on your ski? I don't really want to talk about it. What? <laughs> Well, you, you have to. You're a host of a uh, podcast. Well, it's uh, it's Pekka. He, does, he doesn't want to talk about it because there's a name on there that we eviscerated. <laughs> it's uh, Steve McNair, it's Chris Johnson, and it's Eddie George. Eddie, Eddie. <laughs> he was important to the founding of professional sports in Nashville. That's a, and that's that's a good point. It's a good, I, mean, I feel like you're just putting him up there because of his stuff on Broadway. I mean, he is a great thespian, but I, that's not it. I think Eddie George is going to end up with an EGOT twice over before he ever gets in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. I'll, I'll put him up there just for whatever he said to Derrick Henry, Henry last year. What's it? It's a Tony for Broadway, right? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, will he, true. Luke, will he win a Tony or get into the Hall of Fame first? Oh, my God. Oh, man. Um, there's a lot of luck involved in the Tony Awards. Yeah. I'm actually a big Broadway fan. Oh, yeah? That's, that's okay. kind of like my yeah. side passion, I guess. Yeah. And you can kind of luck into those in a way. So yeah. I, I would say Tony because he's never getting in the whole thing. <laughs> I like it. I like who, it. I like who else that do Titans fans revere that you don't think are ever going to get in the Hall of Fame? Um, I mean, Keith Bullock was a heck of a player. I just don't think that he had the career. Yeah. Uh, Chris Johnson, I don't, th- I don't see it with him. Um, it's a longevity issue, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. But, I mean, you can make the same argument with, like, a Terrell Davis because he, he had sure. the longevity issue and he ultimately did make it in. So, you never know, but uh, yeah, I just don't see it with those guys. So, uh, who do you think the Titans are picking at 19? I've been convinced for about two weeks now that it's going to be Clellan Farrell, the defensive end from Clemson. Yeah. I don't see Wilkins. I, I just don't think – it doesn't connect for me with him being a John Robinson guy. I think Hollywood Brown would make sense. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the pick. But, I mean, all we care about today is this Drew Locke business. Right. That, right. It was originally kind of thrown out there yesterday by Daniel Jeremiah. And then Benjamin Albright, who's one of the more connected, if not the most connected, insiders in his one and only final mock draft. Today had the Titans taking Drew Lockett. Well, like Evan he, Silva Peter, had one too. Yeah, yeah that's Evan right. Evan Silva right. had it. Uh, Peter King had uh, someone tell him that he thought Locke was in play for the Titans. So there's a and Peter King. I'll say this: Peter King, one of the more connected yes. media guys to this Titans franchise. He he and John Robinson, I think, get along. They have a relationship. He was on Vrabel as a head coach way before anyone else was. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think there's a chance. There's real. There's something real behind it. Maybe it, maybe it's not going to end up being the pick, but I think there's real uh, let's, let's, smoke behind that. Let's somewhere. just pray that Denver takes him at 10 so we don't have to worry about this. I anymore. think there's a good chance he's off the board way before 19. Yeah. But. Luke, do you, have a, uh, do you have a good Buck Rising story for us um, by chance? I, I don't really. I, I The one that pops to mind is I remember one day during training camp, Joe Rexrode made fun of him because he wore a uh, – well, he claimed that it was laundry day, so he didn't have any <laughs> collared shirts to wear. And so he came in wearing this, like, black Under Armour shirt with some white stripes on it. And he walked into the press room. Is he room a referee? And, well, he walked into the press room at St. Thomas Sports Park, and Rexrode looks at him and says, what, are you refing your child's soccer game today or something? <laughs> He just got off the ship to Foot Locker. Probably <laughs> ladies' Foot Locker. What was it? Didn't he wear a hat to a, the press conference and um, um, Vrabel went after him and asked him if he got it a, a, Christmas sweater. Sweater. He a Christmas sweater? He was wearing a Christmas sweater. Yeah. That's right. And, um, 
Vrabel asked him if he got a bowl of soup with that sweater, and he didn't get the <laughs> reference. Like, what's what's worse is, like, the sweater was so awful, he didn't even get the reference of the movie. And I'm, I'm done my, with Buck. My, and his, my and most he just un- can't keep up with things. My most uncomfortable Mike Vrabel moment was uh, after the, uh, the Houston game. I asked him uh, if it was concerning that Brian Arakpo didn't have any sacks through however many games it was. Mm-hmm. And unbeknownst to me, someone had credited him with half a sack in the game uh, before oh from no. a play that I didn't know happened. Yeah. Vrabel looks at me as angrily as I've ever seen him and goes, Brian has half a sack. <laughs> and that was it. And then after the press conference, Jim Wyatt comes up to me. He's like, yeah, they gave him one on some play. You know, I don't know. But Vrabel is very – he can be really nice, yeah. but he's also going to be very, very intimidating and scary. What, yeah. Is he less defensive in, of yeah. his guys? Like, is, you know? is he less or more intimidating with the mustache? Um, I actually have not seen him in person since he's grown the mustache. I'll see him, I guess, on Saturday. Um, I'm going to hold off, I guess. I'm, my guess is more intimidating yeah. <laughs> because I think Mariota is more intimidating with his mustache. It's nice. a power stash. It's it a power is. stash. I and think he, most he stashes are power it, stashes. He brings it down. It's almost yes. a little Fu Manchu-esque. Yeah. 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 yeah, but see, I can't, like, if I get rid of the facial hair and then just go to the mustache, then I just have a fat face with a mustache, and it's not okay. It's not intimidating. Will you do that if the Titans draft Drew Locke? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not committing to any such thing. No. <laughs> Absolutely. I will get a chest tattoo. No, you know, let's stop that right there. Uh, so kind of give us a background in, on you and how you got into A to Z. Um, well, I started out writing for Titan Size, which is the fan-sided Titans blog. Yeah. Um, I wrote for them for a little over a year, and uh, as A to Z Sports was looking to expand past just their morning show, they wanted a, a staff of writers to help them out. Uh, they reached out to me. I was kind of ready to move on past the fan blog and more into more of an actual media role, and it just kind of worked out. They were looking for someone. I was looking to move on, and, and, and we met, and it all was, it was kind of a perfect marriage, and I uh, celebrated one year with them back in February and really excited about uh, covering the draft this weekend. Awesome. That's awesome. Nice. Do we uh, want to get into some Drew Lock while while we're uh, kind of waiting around? Um, I was going to ask him about yeah. the schedule. Go ahead. So the schedule came out recently. Yeah. Uh, what were your like instant reactions to uh, um, to his release? I, I think that the last three games are pretty brutal. I yeah. don't know how you could get much worse than I mean, in New Orleans, who you know everyone says, well, it's not at the Superdome. Yes, but they're still a heck of a football team. It's still New Orleans, yeah. And Houston twice, because Houston, it's not as bad as the Colts because they never beat the Colts with Andrew Locke. But they haven't won in Houston in seven years. When Matt Hasselback was the Titans quarterback and Jake DeLome was the Texans quarterback. Yeah. Um, Going to be a brutal last three weeks. But uh, thanks for joining us, Luke. Absolutely. Thanks uh, for having me. It was me. a pleasure. We'll have and, to get uh, you on uh, where we can keep you on for like an hour. Yeah, and, yeah absolutely. You can come yeah. hang out in, the, in a garage with a bunch of dudes. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, we, we literally record in a garage with a bunch of dudes. So it's <laughs> nice and awkward, and we'd, we'd love to have you. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what you'd think this was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. I'll thanks, be, uh, man. I'll Luke, be heading to the red carpet it. after this. So oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Strike a pose, my man. <laughs> thanks. All right. Well, we've got a special guest coming up here next. And... Uh, so are we are we switching now? Switching around? Or are you? Yeah. 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 Let's go ahead and switch up. Okay. We're gonna switch. You get to watch a switch. It's gonna be really awesome.
So we have a special guest here from ESPN, the mothership. We've got uh, Teron Davenport. Can you hear me all right? I certainly can. Awesome. How's it going, man? I'm doing really well, man. I see uh, this uh, bobblehead, this this Keith Bullock one. He, he and I got the same barber, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could pull off the bald look. I can't, bald look. I can't pull off the bald look. You can't do it? I can't do it. This head is not shaped to be bald. <laughs> my my family genes tell me I'm going to eventually have to pull it off. <laughs> oh, <so. yeah. laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Mike, do you want to ask the first question here? Yeah, so um, I know So you played – you played in college. You're kind of got a different background from a lot of reporters and, and media types of cover teams. You played college ball. You were a wide receiver. Uh, I think it was Delaware State and Cheney University. Yes. Sir. Um, so how does that how does that background kind of help you as far as like when you're because I know you do a lot of film review too. Describe kind of like how that background helps you evaluate players and helps you kind of you know figure out who might fit for the Titans. Yeah, I think it helps because it allows you to put yourself in their shoes. I know it's definitely been a strong suit in the locker rooms that, that I've been in. Um, <laughs> I have an interesting – I'll leave it untold, but I have a really interesting story with Corey Davis and how he and I uh, were able to really gain respect for each other. It, okay. it happened a few practices in, and uh, he was like, oh, yeah, you – yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what you're talking about. It helps, you know, and even – like with the, the breakdowns that I do with, with the players in the locker room for you know my show, the Talking With TD show, um, just to be able to relate. And I think getting that respect and the understanding that, that you know what you're talking about, it, it helps that way. But then even just as far as draft is concerned, you're able to look at players and understand how they will fit into the scheme. Mm -hmm. So when you look at a guy like a Christian Wilkins, right? I didn't play defense, you know what I mean? Right. But I understand defenses and defensive fronts. So Christian Wilkins is someone that you could put at zero tech, you could put at three tech, he could play five tech. The Joker could even stand up and rush the passer from the outside. Yeah. So understanding the value of that, having seen guys that can do that kind of thing, you're better able, not better, but you're able to be uh, really see like how, how a player like that could fit. I yeah. think that's really been the key. Is Wilkins one of your favorite guys at, at 19 for the Titans if he's there? If he's there, yes. As far as favorite, I think they would take. But favorite player-wise, no. Okay. He's solid. He's very disruptive. High motor. He has all the things that I know this team likes in players. He, he hits all the pillars, as John Robinson would say. But I think this team needs somebody a little more dynamic. I think this team needs somebody that can make impactful plays on it. Not, not only on his own, but just like be able to come in. Brian Burns. I, I, I'll stop beating around the bush. They need a guy like Brian Burns that could come in and rush the passer consistently. They need a guy like Jerry Tillery, mm -hmm. who I know has been here, who I know they've been after throughout the whole process. You look at Jerry Tillery, he's someone, you watch how he dominates. It's not fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? I told him, I said, 
why do you beat up on those guards the way you do? <laughs> because if you look, like he has that long arm, he has the power. Mm -hmm. But then not only that, if he doesn't get to the quarterback, he's smart enough to know to stop his pass rush and put the 84-inch arms up, you know, the wingspan. So when you're able to cover all that ground, that helps. There's a team that can't get to the quarterback. They've struggled doing that. So you need somebody that could come in and do it. Um, Jalen Ferguson is another one. That's another area where knowing football, having played the game, helps because you know that, okay, yeah, this guy, he doesn't run around three cones fast, but I tell you what, pop in the LSU game, pop in the Mississippi State game, and what you'll see is a guy that comes off the edge, his hands are, are ridiculous. If he slapped you, he'll probably knock you out. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, yeah. He has very heavy hands. So yeah. when you have a guy to com combine those heavy hands, and then you'll see him, the motor, and then once he gets to that point, he's able to throw the, the lineman off of him and come around that corner and close on the quarterback. Now, his three-cone time won't tell you that, mm -hmm. but you put him on the field, and he does better. So having played, you can understand the way your adrenaline and, and emotions and just having that equipment on, how it really makes you a lot better. It makes the dogs a lot better on the field than, and, and perform better than what they're actually capable of doing. So are, are you a Brian Burns guy or a Montez Sweat guy? If they're both there at 19, which one would you take? Sweat's my favorite prospect yeah. in this draft. Oh, wow. Period. Wow. There wow. isn't a conversation. I like watching Brian Burns, but I, I think maybe it's because I talked to Montez uh, uh, multiple times. I did my feature on him. Uh, I know his trainer, Brent Calloway, who has – He's, you look up any records or anything like that outside of John Ross, I know his guys too, Gary Kabbalayan and, and Coach Booker. But when you look at most of the players that did the best at every combine, chances are they were at Exos and Carlsbad, which means that Brent Calloway was their trainer. Brent is now at Esco, Exos and Frisco. And guess who came out of there? Uh, Devin White, 441. You know, 6'6", yeah. six, six, 260 pounds, Montez Sweat, 4'4'1". But beside all of that, I know Chuck Smith is another guy that's working with him. He has some different moves that, that he's incorporating into his game. He and Jeffrey Simmons, you know, they worked off of each other. But, yeah, Sweat is, is my favorite prospect in the draft just because I feel like he's the total package and he still hasn't truly scratched the surface of what he could do. Four years ago, he wasn't even playing uh, uh, defensive end slash edge, edge defender. That's that's, awesome. that's crazy. And I, I think one thing with Sweat, with Burns, with Tillery that you mentioned, those, all those guys are longer guys. And I mm -hmm. feel like that's something the Titans defense really lacks. You know, Drill Casey, he's got a lot of strengths, but he's kind of a more squatty body type, shorter. Uh, you know, same thing with Harold Landry. So I feel like the pieces that they've got that are really strong on defense are all one type, and they could really use someone with a little bit of length to yeah. give an, another dimension to the defense. Yeah. Is that something you think they're looking for? Oh, yeah, I, I think it is something they're looking for because even Ferguson is 6'5". I think mm -hmm. he is 6'5", 271. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I smile because I'm thinking of a move that Chuck Smith told me that he and, and Montez are working on because you mentioned the length, right? And that's what he has. He has that reach. Oftentimes you see him off the ball hitting that, that lineman first. He has that long arm. He, he told me uh, Chandler Jones is, is one of his favorite players to okay. watch, and yeah. he's a guy he pulled a lot from. Chandler Jones dominates off a length. But he and Chuck Smith got together, and he always uses that long arm stab, right? So you got the long arm stab. You go to stab with that outside uh, outside our hand because you want to hit the tackles outside shoulder and get him to turn, like so that gives you a path inside, right? Well, 
Now what they're doing here is called a long arm ghost. And it's something that evolved from Von Miller. And he, what he does is he fakes the long arm and then he combines it with a club and a rip or a quick swim. And the thing is, when you're 6'6", with that long arms like that, you have to be able to swim really quick because when you swim move, typically you're kind of raising up. And at 6'6", you're giving a whole lot of USDA grade A beef <laughs> for someone to, to bite into. Yeah. So you keep it quick, but that's the way that he's getting back into the, into the quarterback. Brian Burns is another one, man. Uh, he has that spin move, but he's yeah. working on a, a, a double spin and a fake spin with it too. I love fastballs off the edge. And those are the type that even if you don't get to the quarterback, you're forcing him to step up. So what happens? Jarrell Casey pushing the pocket, like you mentioned, from the inside. Now it's, it's a good situation. And even, again, if you don't get to that quarterback, you're still affecting his throw. Because rest assured, out of his peripheral vision, he will see his left or, or, or right tackle getting blown up immediately. So now everything is sped up. That five step, oh, I four step and I got to get it because he's coming. So you could disrupt the plays in, in so many ways. Um, switching gears on you a little bit, you mentioned Corey Davis and you've got a lot of expertise in wide receiver play, obviously. I'm a big fan of Davis. I think mm -hmm. He, the numbers he put up, everybody wants to look at and say, you know, uh, he only had 800-something yards. The Titans didn't throw the ball very much on offense last year. If, he, if you take that, that number and extrapolate it out to even an average passing office, he, he cruises by 1,100 yards. He's, his numbers look a lot better. Where do you think he stacks up as far as wide receiver ones, and do you think there's a chance we see a leap from him heading into year three with a, a little bit better passing offense around him? I think when you, you mentioned the 800 yards, right, before Derrick Henry went to see the Wizards, right, got, got some heart. You know? I like that. And I love Derrick Henry. Yeah. He, you know, he's a cool dude. He's, when he's running the way he ran, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he started to do that, and all of a sudden the offense really, really, really shifted mm -hmm. from a running, a passing or balance, quotation marks around it, to run heavy. So... Before that happened, guess who was the guy that we were going to be talking about getting a thousand yard season? Corey Davis. Yeah. So, for me, what I need to see from him to say he's in the upper echelon of, of top number ones is consistency. Mm -hmm. And it's not always his fault. What is really good about him is he has shown, and that's another thing with receivers. I was talking to Derek Mason about this the other day, and it, it's, it, it's so true. When you don't get involved early as a receiver, it's kind of easy to get lost in the game, right? And of course, you're always going to be interested, but when you get those early touches, you know, it's like, all right, let's have it. Yeah, yeah. you know, you see, you start rubbing your hands together, and you know, and, and you're able to legitimately talk that trash that yeah. you want to talk and back it up. Look at the Patriots game, right from jump. Right, mm -hmm. and, and and Corey told he told me that they were going to move him around, and they wanted to create matchups, and it didn't matter who he was going against, they were going to go to him. Mm -hmm. It was a dedicated decision to get him the football. When you make those decisions decisions with a guy like that, you get a buck fifty, you get the game winning touchdown, but when you don't, you get the three receptions for twenty seven yards, yeah. right? And and even though the guy's open, so to answer your question. I think he should be mentioned as, as a, a, a solid number one. I don't think statistically he's there, but you also have to look beyond the, the stats and, and look at the influence that he has on the passing game. What was it, the, uh, 
Was it the Redskins or Jets? What 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 game was it where Taewon had had 100 yards? I think That's it was Jets. the Jets. Yeah. yeah. So if you look on Taewon's last go route that he caught, there was a reason why he was wide open. Corey Davis had the deep over route, and and he took out the safety, and that opened Taewon up. Yeah. That's influence of a number one receiver that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. But then you look at the run that Derrick Henry had, right? Derrick Henry stiff-armed all of Jacksonville. And he almost put Der uh, Corey Davis in that mix, too. If you watch at the end, right, yeah. he, he went to go just in case he had to dig somebody out. And Henry saw him out of his peripheral and almost stiff-armed stiff him, too. But that just shows his dedication to being a factor in the running game, too. And that's why I call him a complete player. Yeah. I love that about him, too. He's a, yeah. he's a dog in the blocking game. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so switching gears back to the draft a little bit, there's there's been some perhaps there's no other uh, more controversial player outside of maybe Kyler Murray than DK Metcalf. Do you have uh, a strong opinion either way on DK and where his value lies? I think he's a legit option at 19. Uh, I think he's a top 20 player. Yeah. In watching Ole Miss, I would say. A.J. Brown, DeMarcus Lodge than D.K. Metcalf. Just in watching them. Yeah. Joe Williams. I like Joe D. D. Lodge did his thing. You know what I mean? But I think with Metcalf, you're drafting off of potential. And there's so much of it. And as a receiver coach, I would, I would love to have him, but that's a lot of pressure. And coaches will tell you quickly, son, your potential could get me fired. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it, it's really – there's there's so much ability. Like you look at the way he can get off the ball. It's very hard to jam him. He's done well against some of the top corners in the SEC. If you watch him, just be able to, you know, make those moves. Like you can run the deep out, and he's able to make a move. And if that joker gets in the open, it's over. Yeah. Nobody's catching him. You know what I mean? So – you got to like that part of it. And a lot of people say, okay, well, you know, DK Metcalf or Marquise Brown. They're both really good players. You could, they're similar, but they're different also. I think for the Titans, I think DK will be better because he's a bigger catch radius type of player than, than uh, uh, Hollywood is. And it would be a little more comfortable for Mariota to throw the ball to a bigger guy like that that's faster too because we know he's hesitant. And, yeah. and that's something that he has to work on for sure. Uh, so I listen to the uh, Bling Green Nation sometimes, Kiss and Solak. And uh, they were talking wide receiver prospects recently, and they were looking at wide receiver prospects that were, would replace Nelson based on the snap count and the routes that Nelson Aguilar ran. Mm -hmm. we're, we're ostensibly, in our mind, thinking that a second outside receiver is what the Titans need. Who is someone, based on the routes you've seen those wide receivers have to run, opposite Corey Davis, who's, who are some prospects that you think could fill that role? DeMarcus Lott. Yeah. Um, Keyshawn Johnson out of Fresno State. That's a smooth dude, man. Is he? <laughs> he is smooth. And you, you got to spell it with a V. You know, he, he's, yeah, he's, he's good. Route technician. Like, he didn't go out and run a fast 40, but you see him getting open, deep routes. Uh, you see him running uh, different, you, you know, the digs, the comebacks. He's very good at catching the ball along the boundary. I think he would be a really good option, a, a value guy, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Manny Hall, how could we not mention the, the local cat, right? Yeah. 
He has jets. Yeah. But he could do a little more than run, go routes, and post. He's someone, you know, you could get him on those, those screens. So those are our three guys. Um, I mean, there's there's a D Lodge, I think, is a really good option because he's. You, you guys uh, have you watched a lot of Lions? Uh, the, the Lions white. Uh, yeah. Marvin yeah. Jones. Yeah. Do you I, think that's who it is? That's <laughs> at the combine. I I was sitting down with Demarcus Lodge and I asked him. I said, you know, have you ever watched Marvin Jones? And yeah. he said, no. I was like, yeah. I said, that's you, man. Yeah. They're the same player just as far as the ability to twist their body along the boundary and always make those Gumby-like catches and come down and bounce. They're very polished as, as receivers, whereas you always notice when watching, like watch Ole Miss and even watch the Lions, you always notice that they have, like they can fade to the sideline. They always have that cushion, so it's easier to drop that ball to them down the field. I think there are really good options that um, you could definitely go to. So Demarcus Lodge for sure, man. But we, there's you could go deep, man. There's a yeah. lot of them. So yeah. How do you how do you see pick 19 shaping out today? Like if you were in Ooh. the if you were having to bet a thousand dollars, where's J. Rob going? Good question. Thousand dollars, where's J. Rob going? Is the Drew Locke thing a real thing? I don't believe. Yeah. You don't believe it? I would say $1,000, where's J-Rob going? I would say 19, uh, 19 I would say Christian Wilkins. Yeah. Because they just, he's such a solid player. And, uh, yeah, that's the direction. And being able to pair him with, um, you know, Jarrell Casey and this guy to the right of me, he's helped yeah. make that team really strong up the middle. Then they, you got the best safety in football, you know, further strengthening things up the middle. So I think you have those two dogs up front. You got this guy, yeah. Rashawn Evans, and, and Woodyard rotating, and then you got Vaccaro and Bayer. They're awesome up the middle. Yeah. The uh, Who would you go with then? If you were the GM, who would you go with 19? Would you go defense, offense? Tell us why a little bit. Who, well, who, who's there? Uh, let's say everybody but, like, Ed Oliver and uh, any, like, no Ed Oliver, no Quinnen Williams. Let's say it's uh, Burns, Sweat. The top wide receiver, Garrett Bradbury. Um, who else would I, would be there? Wilkins would be another one. And any wide receiver that you want. Even all the tight ends are still on the board. Even though Montez Sweat is my favorite player defensively in this draft, I'm, I, listen, we're going to fire fastballs off the edge. And, yeah. and I want my guy that's going to go get the quarterback, and I'm going with Brian Burns. I like it. You know, that's that's what I would say. I and like don't it. worry about the weight thing, please. Yeah. Don't worry about the weight thing. There's this thing called leverage, speed to power, and hands. And, you know, you could get to the quarterback, and, and you could keep yourself from being uh, – Push to the ground that right way, so. yeah. and, and offensive linemen are allowed to win some of the battles too when you look at the tape i mean brian burns is just weight's not a concern he had in, in my mind too yeah. yeah yeah all right well uh tron thanks so much for uh yeah. for uh coming on the pod and no uh as uh, twitter or anything else you want to promote oh, to man. our meager audience <laughs> hey you know you're talking with td yeah you know one or two point five a game you know it's it's one of along with this podcast one of the better podcasts out there to, to listen to. And the thing that I like is we all have our different twists, right? Yeah. So there's a good variety of, of content that you can get. Um, 
Twitter at T Davenport underscore NFL. And do me a favor, subscribe. Go to ESPN.com, click the NFL page, subscribe to the Titans one. You get everything there too. Oh, awesome. All right. We'll tweet right. that out. We'll link it up for you. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. You've been a good addition to the Titans beat. So yeah, we have definitely. some really good things coming too at good. the summit that I was at. We have some tools. So I, yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'll right, give you a big smile. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. All right. Thanks so much, All right. man. Thank you. Thank you, Teron. Yep.